morning afternoon or evening wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to the book of boba fett recap from star wars sessions yes we are the place for you to get your fets and we are on hand with your shand as well <laughs> my name is matt hudson aka jabba the hud and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the replacement ship slave 2 is the greatest star wars man fan and buddy out there master blywalker luke bly how are you sir Oi oi, Savaloi. Yes, I'm good, mate. It's, it's another Wednesday. Yes, and sir. I, I, mate, I love it. It's wintertime, getting up early for Book of Boba Fett. I mean, come on. Come on. I mean... I don't get up for, for much early in the winter. I said on the main show, there's not much I'll get up for early anyway, but certainly in the winter when it's cold and dark in the morning. But, man, Fett, Shand, yep, I'm, I, this, I will wake up early for them. It is like a sun a sunrise, you know, like a spiritual sunrise. <laughs> Book of Boba a, a, a Fett on a sun. In the morning. It is. Honestly. Bum, ba, dum, bum, right. Bum, bum, bum. I tell you what, mate. Book of yes, Boba sir. Fett, it, you know, it gets crazy. And these recaps have been fun to do. We've only done two of these. Oh, this great, is obviously mate. our third for chapter three. Um, heads up, everyone. Spoilers. In these recaps, we do spoilers. Don't we, Matty boy? We um, spoil everything. We spoil everything. Um, I, do you know what? Um, I can't wait to dive into this week's episode. I think there's quite a lot to chat about. But before we do, Matty boy, I just wanted to say a huge thank you um, on behalf of both of us mm-hmm. to every, all, all the new listeners jumping on board. Yes. Um, all the people that are leaving us Spotify reviews because you can leave reviews on Spotify. So if you get a chance, if you're listening on Spotify right now, you can go to the top and leave us a tiny little review, five stars. That would be grand. The same for Apple Podcasts. It helps us out more than you know. It helps us out so much. Um, so if you could do that, that would be grand. Um, Matty Boy. I, I assume you're in agreement. Uh, <laughs> Unless you, nah. Yeah, go on if you want. No, yeah, thank you to everyone who's jumped on, especially with Spotify. That's only been up for about two or three weeks, and um, we are we were over the moon to check that. Oh, wow. You know, there's an awful lot of people out there who are dropping those reviews, a five-star rating. So if you have a spare 30 seconds, don't even say that. It takes, it takes five seconds. Then yeah. literally, then please do, uh, if you like the show that much, drop us that five-star review, because like Luke said, it just helps us out. Uh, and to be honest, it makes us feel good as well. <laughs> it it makes us feel great. It makes us feel good. Like, possibly, this episode of Book of Boba Fett did. Well, or this chapter, I should say. Well, um, Matty Boy, should we do our top-level feelings on this episode? Well, my friend, as Marvin Gaye once sang, Fets get it on. Let's uh, do it, mate. Uh, Fets get it cool. on. Top-level review then our opinion sorry of chapter three the streets of moss esper directed by mm-hmm. robert rodriguez old bobby mm-hmm. rod himself luke mm-hmm. you seem quite excited to talk about this one i when i i won't give my re- review just yet because i'm going i'm throwing to you i i can usually gauge what i think you're gonna uh think of an episode for want of a better term i was watching this one i thought i I'm not sure where Blylo Ren is going to fall on the spectrum here. So, Luke, mm. what did you think of this one? Okay, really? You weren't sure? I was genuinely yeah. wasn't sure. I'll be honest. I'm not even 100% sure if I know. I know. <laughs> so, there you go, see? 
<laughs> I'm not even sure if I do. Do I know? I don't know. Um, who knows? Who knows? I don't. Who knows anymore? No, I think, and that's the fun of this recap. It helps us process, you know, all the filth that we see. I think there's a lot to love in this episode. There's a mm-hmm. lot of Star Warsy stuff. There's actually a lot of things that do push um, the story forward a wee bit. Yep. But th- there was something, there are a few things that bugged me about this episode. Okay. Just a handful of things. I'm not sure if they detract from the chapter like so much because I think, I, you know, there's still a lot to love. I think I came away last week with a better feeling, like with more excitement, more mm-hmm. energy. Um, and obviously, chapter one was the first chapter. So you've got that excitement, you've got that adrenaline from new Star Wars content. Chapter three. In, when you look at our, our other shows, chapter three is where, you know, things start to get like, wow, you know, they they would pick up Mando season one. You know, we had The Sim, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, season two, we had, we met Boba Katan Broke and the other Mandalorians and Fish Lady met husband, Fish Man, you know. Mando <laughs> peaked at that moment. Yeah, that's it. That you know, the, <laughs> Star Wars as an IP peaked when Fish Lady met Fish Husband. Resistance you know. uh, is. Oh, I don't remember what happened in Chapter Three, but oh. something good probably happened. Yeah, probably, probably. What shows that? Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, Star Wars Resistance. All oh, right, okay. Getting through slowly. All right, okay. Um, I tell you what, mate. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, yeah, I think I think let's di- let's dive into it because I think this whole recap and going through it and talking about it will probably help me come to more of a conclusion because it's hard for me. I can't go into it more than that without going into details. So, Matty boy, your top level thoughts? Um, I see. I knew I knew you would be. Um, confl- I felt the conflict within you. Did you really? Um, <laughs> I did. But for me, uh, I liked it. I didn't love it. I'll say that. Yep. Uh, but I, I still enjoyed it. I have I've written down some notes, which I'll obviously, which I'll disperse throughout. And mostly, uh, again, I don't know what the world thinks of this episode. A lot of them are referring to. I don't think the fans are going to like this, 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 and this. I've got a list of what I think people aren't going to like about this. And one of them is actually what you mentioned, which I'll say now is that uh, we we've been saying to other people, other people in our discussions online and together that. You know, episode three, we think it's going to push on now. We think we're going to we're going to drop the flashbacks a bit, which I love the flashback, which we did. And I think we're going to push forward now. We're going to it's going to start, mm. you know, going places because we've only got five episodes left. Yeah, I don't think this one did necessarily, but it, I, I'm, I'm going to take it as a small step into a into a larger picture. I'm kind of now projecting that next week's going to be the bigger week because, based on how they ended. But I liked the episode. I did like it. It was fun. There was a lot of things I did like about it. There was yep. a few things which I thought okay that's fine or do you know what i really think that could have been improved upon but yes for the most part i was again um it's three and three for me i i i really enjoyed chapter one chapter two was almost like a spiritual watch and that the thing is that was such a good episode and the world seemed to um be drawn to that episode how much i loved it episode chapter three almost was on a hide into nothing to try and top that uh, i don't think it did but i still enjoyed it mate yeah, I think that's a good I think that's a good little summary, mate. I think that's Thanks, a good dude. little summary. So should we dive into the episode? I think um, we should. Yes, let's do it. We've got I got yeah. me Bomar Monk to start with. We've got a little oh. stop motion brain spider. That was fun. Well, we're here for that, aren't we? That's I all mean, I'm here for, on. mate. I mean, come on. I mean Book of Boba Fett never ceases to give us these amazing little weird oddities 
of Star Wars, and I love that. You know, again, aliens, aliens galore, and I'm here for it. Um, so our boy, um, Toast of London, Droid, um, gives us <laughs> gives us an update on the gangs dividing up Moss Esper thanks yes. to Bib Fortuna's weak leadership. With that intro, I was in. I was like, oh man, like this, this, this is getting this is getting gritty. This, is this present feels- day. Yeah, this feels like it could easily be like 1800s, like London gangs, mm-hmm. like taken over. Oh, yeah, this, this gang, like on East End, these guys yeah, yeah, have man. like the city, these guys like of Westminster. You're even North further London. back into medieval times as well. You've got the yeah. warring factions. Yeah. There's a lot of, and even like I thought of um, the gangs in like uh, Italy, in Renaissance Italy as yep. well, like in Florence. And uh, I, I thought of that too. So at that point, I'm in. And obviously, then we get a visit from um, the guy in Dodgeball. Um, uh, yes, North Appeal. Um, yeah, the guy in Dodgeball. North yeah, Appeal, well, yeah. In, yeah his, his, in universe, his name is North Appeal, but you may know him as Stephen Root, everyone. Yes, yes. The Dodgeball dude. Dodgeball guy, dodgeball guy. I tell you what, do you know what's funny? I have watched this episode twice. It's not very long, is it? Half and just over half an hour in terms of actual uh, boba footage, rather than credits and that. I did think I was like, man, I th- I, I wish it was a longer. I really wished it was going to be a longer episode. I I agree, but, but I uh, don't think it. It didn't feel like a half an hour episode because when we were getting no. to a, further on, we got. I was like. Blimey, I thought this would have been finished by now because in my head I was like, it's th- about 33 minutes, like Sun's credits. I was like, surely half an hour's passed already, uh, but it hadn't. So I'd, that could also be, was it badly paced, which I'll get to, but um, mm, I, 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 I just want like 45 minute episodes minimum, but that's me being greedy. Um, but I hear you though, that first bit was, I liked it. You get, you find out that, yeah, like I say, Bib Fortuna, he basically did, did the minimal work possible to keep people happy. You've got the, the Trandoshans, the Aqualish, and the Clatoonian families, they all uh, govern or rule over their own little respective areas. So are we going to see those more uh, play into it more? Who knows? But we now know that Moss Esper has three families ruling it, and Bib Fortuna was paying the mayor off as well. That was a very interesting point. Right. Bib was paying the mayor, whereas Fett's going to the mayor for for, for money. He's like, well, you, you've got to pay me. I'm the daimyo. Bib Fortuna was paying the mayor, and... Um, yeah, then we get uh, Lotha Peel turns up, the watermonger in the workers' district. You know, he seems like he seems like a fairly nice guy. You know, he's coming along. He's like, listen, dude, nobody respects you, Boba. And I feel like, a oh, great way to start. But uh, I, I will say that to start, I didn't get any inkling that he was potentially a naughty boy in that first meeting when I was watching. It. I was like, hey, maybe this guy's actually uh, telling the truth. Maybe we're going to get another Mando here where this guy said, can you get rid of this gang? And then people will like you. And um, I thought it was a, a decent start. And the idea that the gang was stealing his water, we'd seen that anyway in the in chapter one with the Clatoonian uh, band, which is now we now know are called the Kintan Striders. But um, yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, to what he was saying, you know, there's, there's this gang, they're half man, half machine. You know, they've got cybernetics to enhance them. I'm thinking, cool, who are these geezers he's talking about? Can you go yeah. and get rid of them, Mister yeah. Fett? Please. I thought it was a de- like decent, strong opening. We get we get more Fennec. We like that. So yeah, I can't really argue with the opening I, there, dude. I thought I thought the um, I liked that this Lawth Appeal guy kind of implied that there was something for Boba to be embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. You know, there was almost yeah. like this feeling of ah, oh, you know, like your predecessor wasn't great, 
and yet he managed to do kind of a better job. And you're definitely not a jabber. He so, says, I'm insulted you know. on your behalf. But he says it almost like the major domo at that point when he's kind of like, you know, I'm insulted on your behalf. It's like, you know, he's, he's going to the, the daimyo of Tatooine of, of, of this area and basically yeah. saying, nobody respects you. You know, I, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed on your behalf, mate. It's like he's literally yeah. the most disrespectful dude ever. So I really should have picked up on that. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah and and before you know it before you know it, we're 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 at moss esper at night time oh. you know this is party central moss esper oh, you know? that shot was great as well. it was cool and it it was really cool you know it's the small things us star wars nerds get excited about you know yeah, no, it's just a love and that's it's great i was looking at it I was like, hey, that looks like london yeah. a little bit but no it was certainly moss esper but I, it, it's something we, we've seen well, at night kind of but not in this kind of almost grand scale well, we've mentioned London a couple times in this episode already. Obviously, we, we, we live on the doorstep of London. Um, and, mate, I got some London vibes from it as well. So I'm glad you said that because the street gang that we meet, Bro. Um, they were listening. I swear there was like some 90s like trance music in the background. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they And they sounded like Londoners as well. Like all the oh, characters, yeah. particularly the lad... You know, the Scad. kind of main name is Scad. Yeah, Justin Bolger's character. Yeah, he was hand, he hands down sounded like a Londoner. And I was like, mate, this is sick. And I think it was also with the, um, kind Jordan of Bolger, space, sorry. the space Vespers. Oh, <laughs> mate, space, I'm here for that. The mod gang. The, the yeah, right. Right, it was definitely like a uh, a nod to the mod culture, wasn't it? And again, right. that's probably why, because a lot of people usually on Tatooine have American accents, aren't don't they? Like, and and in Star Wars, traditionally, it's been seen like the British accent is used for more of the core systems, more right. like the higher ups in society, maybe the more privileged, and then the <laughs> American accents used more for the working classes. Whereas I think they're starting to change that around a little bit in yeah. modern era Star Wars, and aren't i think they need to as well because there's only so much of that you can do as well and even going back to um the sequel trilogy which i watched recently i i've noticed more it's a small thing but i noticed two or three scottish actors of course Sparla tick as well but in the, mean, uh, during the ledge. tetrench run on the force awakens there's a scottish accent yeah they're bringing in more accents like bill burr's boston accent and here we've got justin bulger Oh, that, that that boy's out on the streets there. Come on, blood, give us our water back. I was like, yes, <laughs> this is what I, this is what I'm here for. Justin, it's it's uh, sorry, it's Jordan Bolger. I keep calling him Justin. Justin Bolger works for Star Wars. Jordan Bolger is the bro from Peaky Blinders and um uh, and other things as well. But yeah, I, I I liked it. I was a little bit worried when I saw them. I was like, right, this looks like generic kind of like punk street band. But um, I. On, on first viewing, once we got past the initial introduction, I was like, nope, these guys are cool. I'll get used to Justin, uh, Jordan Bolter's um, accent because we're not used to hearing that kind of British street style speak in Star Wars. So no. it took me, it took me, a, it did take me a few seconds to kind of get used to it and think, hmm, this doesn't, is, does this feel Star Wars? Or does it just feel like, like, yeah, like I'm on the streets of London? But I got there eventually. Once you realize he's got a cybernetic eye, that. Yeah, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. And Sophie Thatcher's character, Drash. She's kind of like she looks like the de facto leader of the of the gang. I thought she, I thought she looked cool. She isn't Doctor Afra like a lot of the internet said, but the rumours going around were that she was a character called Drash, and she was going to mm-hmm. be part of the street gang. She's also she's also in a 
yellow jackets, which is uh, very popular online at the minute. But I like the look of them. You know, I don't know what they how they're going to play into the series going forward, and, um, and we'll get into their involvement in this chapter shortly. But I thought they were cool. Um, Boba Bob well, has Bob has gone to get his mo- the money, isn't he? He's, he's gone to rough yeah, them up a bit. Yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously there's that, that exchange between them, the water prices, the lack of work. Again, thought that was really good. Made yep. a lot of sense because they're looking for they're looking at boba as the daimyo and they're, they're not seeing that leadership and it no. goes to show that boba doesn't actually he, he he doesn't seem to know understand the reality of these people's everyday lives he's got no grounded. idea what's going on in no. on the streets they even say to him like how can you how can you let this guy charge us a month's wage for a week's worth of water because of course boba doesn't know that whatsoever but they're basically they're, they're acting and as if he knows this yeah. and that just goes to show that Again, running a family, running a crime, uh, being a crime lord. Yeah. Boba needs to know everything. And in reality, bro, he knows nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because this is politics, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when you strip it down, this is all politics. And he's he's getting used to this. But I liked his kind of resolve with this. You know, he yes. told this Lothar Pill guy, look, you'd lower your prices. is 500 credits like on your bike, mate. Clear off, uh, mate. You know, and then the bike gang. Oh, you need some work. Follow me. Do you know what I mean? I and I, I was like, okay, this is all right. It, it, this this makes sense. I'm here for it. Um, I'll get back to, and I suppose I suppose we'll revisit the 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 kind of moped gang, of course, um, yeah, yeah. the Vespa gang in in, yeah, in, a, in a wee bit. T- the Vespa squad, but I like that. It, it shows that yeah, it's politics. Boba, he want based on his experiences that we've, we're seeing more and more in the father flashbacks. He clearly wants to create this more balanced society, a fairer society. He d- he wants to rule with respect rather than fear, and in doing that, we're seeing that now where. He, he he murks the guy and he's like, here's 500 credits, put up or shut up, or, or you can go and work in Moss Eisley, mate. Yeah. On, like you say, sling your irks, son. Um, yeah. So he's trying to create that. Obviously, that's going to work for, like like politics, that's going to work for some, and it's going to rub some people up the wrong way. You're not, he's not, he's going to have a hard time unifying everyone with that approach because he's clearly annoyed Lawther Peel, but he's made the bikey gang happy because he's cleared their debt and given them a job. So, Whereas he wants to create that balanced society, but in a place where it's going to be very hard to do so. And I think that's a really interesting aspect, which I hope they zero in on throughout the rest of the show. Alongside all the action and all the whiz-bang explosions, let's focus in on, you know, Boba trying to be that crime lord, trying to be the daimyo, trying to be the big boy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is, this is all such a big part of that because you can't have crime lord, just a dude Jumping around, action, 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 shooting people, jetpack, jetpack. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not what being a crime lord is. And so, uh, the expectations for Boba sometimes, maybe in this show, are are different to the reality of the story. Yeah, you know, the Hutt wasn't out doing the missions, was he? He's, no, he, well, he, he flipping he got people on board to do. Well, obviously, yeah, but he was the most feared crime lord in the galaxy. He didn't yeah. do anything apart from eat frogs. He sent yeah, right. people out to do his jobs for him. So yeah. and, Boba Fett and that's, is doing that as well. well and that's that. historically, historically, that's quite accurate too. It's the, you, usually the people mm-hmm. yeah, in the yeah. place of powers, they have, they, they have power, right? Whether that's yeah. money, assets, work, so on and they so forth. Rule. So then we go back to Boba goes back in his bath. He goes into his bektapod. <laughs> yeah, Polynesian <laughs> spa, uh, New Zealand. <laughs> um, we love Tim. He's riding a banther. 
which I'm like, well, after last week, that's quite like funny. A Hashtag like a banther. You know, he loves it. We love it. Um, and or I love, so he's riding into Mos Espa. Well, he's leaving the, the Tuscans, isn't he? He's leaving the yeah. Just tribe, yeah. Yeah, and he's going to meet up with the, the, the Pike Syndicate. While he's going to meet up with the big boys, right, mm-hmm. there are actually, you know, there are the Stormtrooper um, yes. helmets being being pierced with the spikes, which I thought was a great detail. So that's obviously some sort of symbol that's being used throughout the galaxy because we saw that in um, Navar- N- Navarro. Mm-hmm. Navarro? Yep. In, no, no, that, was on, uh, that was on Tatooine when we went on Chapter 5 in, in Season 1. Um, so that's the same that's the same uh area that man is it was it really i thought we saw it on navarro as well okay no no i think you're right yeah well whatever whatever we saw it's cool to see that kind of anti-imperial symbolism what's yep. what's wicked is the in the background okay yep. Yep. of these i'm not sure if you noticed this i, I think the I did. Troop, uh-huh i think i did but go on pelimoto yes yeah yeah pelimoto's like bowling it She's bowling it along with the pitroids. I was like, oh, yeah, look. Pelly, Pelly just swaggering through town like the boss actually is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that was a cool little um, thing. Um, again, little it's just that connective tissue with Mando. There's the, the, the Stormtrooper helmet tourist attraction. And now you've got Pelly Motto in the background. And I love yeah. that bit, mate. The music when Boba is leaving the Tuscans, like they, the really emotive version mm. of the Boba Fett mm-hmm. theme was mm-hmm. perfectly done. And then... He rides the Western Phil. He rides into town on the back of the Bentha, and he looks like a proper gunslinger. The way he's riding it, the way he's his his pose, his posture on the Bentha, and the way he talks to the Jawas asking for information. He's like the gunslinger riding into town, which I thought was great. But the music on that moment was boss. You know, saying yeah. goodbye to the Tuscans. Here's the Boba music. Brilliant moment, great moment, and you know I love the flashbacks, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the flashback is a lot shorter, isn't it, <laughs> yes. this week? And um, yeah, I'm, do you know what? Though? I'm not necessarily disappointed with that because that's something I asked for last week. I, I was like, look, I think mm-hmm. the, the flashbacks are going to start to get a bit shorter as we, yeah. as we start to concentrate to, more think, on this. Yeah. yeah, on this Crime Lord Mos Espa story, right? That is our main thread of the show, I think. And um Right, so he obviously has a chit-chat with the Pike boss geezer, you know, and they're like, well, um, what did they say? So said, we, like, we, 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 we basically, he said, we're already dealing, we're already paying two, we don't want to pay two right, gangs to the biker protection. gang. And he's like, yeah. I told you, the Tuscans own this, that's my awful impression, the Tuscans own this land. And he's like, yeah, well, we've already paid the Kintan Striders. We're like, who are these guys? And Boba confirms to us that it is the Nikto gang, that That's he beat it. up in the last episode and stole their spot strike is their their speeders. So they're being the so the pikes are paying them and it goes to show as well the the power of the Pike Syndicate, you know. Boba's gone to them and you know the guy's sitting yeah. there in all his opulence in his blue robes and he's he he knows what's happened as well. He's nonplussed by Boba. He's leaning on the side of his chair, like, you know what, I'm not paying for them and I'm not paying for two people. We've already got one. And Boba says, you know, well, well, I'll go and I'll go and put a stop to this. I'll go and sort them out. And you can tell by the way the Pike leader is just just sitting. He knows what's happened next, and he's just looking at Fett like, by all means, be my guest. Go and see what's happened. And yeah, this is where the flashbacks have their validity. I love yeah. the flashbacks. I think they've been the strongest part of the show, mainly because they've been the focus so far. But what happens next is gives extra validity 
to those uh, flashbacks. It makes them more vital. Boba's on his banther going going back to uh, the Tuscan village when he sees you know flames and smoke billowing from over the hill, and of course he he rushes over there and finds that the Tuscan village has been absolutely decimated. Nobody's been left alive. The whole thing has been burnt. And these are the, these are the Tuscans that we've we've saw we've seen uh, take the train down the last episode. You know, accepting Boba, taking him on that trip last episode. You know, we've uh, we've kind of we've almost grown to think, oh, these guys are we like these Tuscans. They're great. They're they're the good guy. They're the good guys. And and then we see the chief is is gone as well. It's a really kind of sad moment. And in a, in a, in a, and the show does this really well. You know, there's no dialogue. It's just Tim Morrison's face emoting. The music comes in, and we see the passing of time from uh, afternoon to evening when he's when he's uh, constructed a funeral pyre. Um, otherwise, a really, really um, emotive scene. Really uh, good, mm. good way of also explaining why Boba has had to go the way he's gone. But I don't. I didn't see. Um, I didn't see the Tuscan warrior. Our, our girl Joe Bennett. I didn't see the Tuscan female Tuscan warrior in there because I think they would have focused on her if she had. Um, bit the bullet the chief they showed but i don't believe we saw the tuscan warrior in the wreckage so we may or may not see her later on in the episode in the season mate but i thought this was a i thought mm. this was a really well done sequence dude do you know what i didn't even notice that didn't even notice i was looking that. for it because i was like no mm. please don't say they've because i thought that i thought they were going to at some point to give boba something to bounce off of but i was like oh i don't want to i don't want to see her gone because she's awesome but i didn't see we saw they showed it they made a point of showing the chief uh the chief's body but they didn't show the tuscan warrior we, we actually haven't got a name they didn't show the unidentified female tuscan warrior did, you, uh, did we not see her staff I thought we saw her staff. I thought that was the chief's staff. I mean, um, it could be. I I, again, it's probably too early to get any kind of confirmation, but I think I, I think we the saw kids her little in, staff as well. Oh isn't there? yeah, oh man, we saw yeah. the kids stuff because I think we see her be, as he sets off when they all kind of like the women, yeah. the, the children women, too, the men, but the women and the children too. And oh man, as well, they show that little Tuscan lad. Um, he looks a bit sad when Boba's going. You can tell by his sort of shrugging shoulders and he's kind of digging his staff into the sand like, oh, and then <laughs> that same, then we're then, then like, oh, that kid's just been slaughtered. That same his day. Staff. Yeah, and it's really, really well done, but I need confirmation on whether unidentified female Tuscan warrior survived. Okay, well, let's ask, um, let's ask, let's ask Pablo Hidalgo on Twitter. You are. Let's go. Let's go and ask like, Pablo. Let's go and ask Joanna Bennett on Instagram. You know, come on. Yeah, come on, guys. Listen. Another thing is, Boba kind of gained a family after yes. not having a family. You know, he lost his dad. He then had a parent in Aura Singh who was mm-hmm. rubbish. You exactly. know, this is all Clone Wars stuff. Yep. And he, he really, he just survived on his own. He's been looking for family, and he's never found it. And mm-hmm. this is probably the closest thing he's he's found to family yep since well his dad since Django, and now this has been destroyed and there was a moment where he didn't i don't think boba was was crying but mm. he definitely was teary-eyed you yeah know? i noticed and that the tears didn't fall but he, you could tell he was emotional, yeah, and I liked that. That again is the humanity, and I, I, that's the point of this: is that he, he, this was found family, mm-hmm. and it, it's now been destroyed. It's now been lost. Yeah. But he's now running a different kind of family. He's running a crime family, and that's even, you know, said 
quite obviously in black and white in a black and white way in this episode is like well boba you're the head of this family now right so so once again there's that that theme um which is really important and the music again you've mentioned the music the music was brilliant it was really great but this this kind of dream or nightmare whatever way you you want to look at it is only it's abruptly <laughs> only ended abruptly ended and then you know you're in another nightmare yeah. where you've got this beautiful face st- wookie face staring at the camera <laughs> and it's like oh my days oh boy black curse and tans come to play it's like, oh, right, so he's managed to sneak in this seven-foot-two or whatever you know what? he is. I thought that. I was like, how did he get in? But I was like, well, this is it. He's a, he's a bounty hunter. You find a way to get in. And that's the, that, to me, that shows his strength. It's like this absolute hulking brute. The best part of last week we mentioned as well is that the whole internet just decided they now fancy Black Kirsten Town, which is the best part of Star Wars fandom. Because everyone sees him as like, you know what? He's yeah. a beefcake. I want to cuddle him. That's it, guys. Way to make us look weird. Yeah, exactly. Well done, everyone. He's a hunky wookie, though. But I think that plays to his strength that he can just um, infiltrate this palace and nobody knows. So I think that actually is a is a plus for him. There will be some who'll be like, "How did he get in?" But just he did. He he got in. Yeah, I'm not that bothered about that. I mean, why didn't he shoot Boba? (laughs) Why did he just eat him? We well, tried yeah. to, didn't he? He, instead he like he picked him up out the back to pod and just threw him across the room and it's like right so yeah are we killing him or are we toying yeah and it's maybe he was of... sent to toy by the way right and but i'm sure the i'm sure they say later on he was sent to kill him that's just um that's movie or tv logic which that does annoy lots of people and it happens actually in in many star wars films like remember attack of the clones when um dooku spoiler dooku lops off anakin's arm and then rather mm. than just like cutting him in half or cutting his head off he force pushes him back and it's like those kind of moments where it's like well oh uh, true kill him there and, and it, but it happens in so many films and tv series and it's true like, true yeah, true we all know why it happens because well, you're not going to kill and, him off but it does sometimes human- come across a bit daft we do humans do do stupid stuff do 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 <laughs> stupid stuff don't we we like in the moment we do like we're not always logic people of logic are we no you know when no, you're no. caught up in a heated moment sometimes you just do stupid stuff like Tim I do Morrison all the time in his pants throwing them Someti- about sometimes my missus will be like why did you do that why did you say that i'm like i don't know i actually don't I actually know, why don't I know. Just, well, you, you'll do something you think wouldn't it be easy if i just done that like, oh, right actually yeah but yeah. You know, again, you've, you've dragged out Boba Fett in his, he's all sopping wet in his pants and you're beating him up in his palace. What I thought was, obviously it happens. I was like, how is nobody, I know it's a big palace, but how's nobody hearing this massive Wookiee screaming and throwing Boba around? Right. Um, well, I think they do. It just takes just, like, it takes them a while, but we need to, just, but there it wasn't much of a fight. It was more, let's show how boss this Wookiee is and Kersantan, Black K. Well, they just, is, beating the he's, he's beating the hell out of Boba he's about to break his back then he takes the gang out and he and then he flying clotheslines to Gamorreans down the stairs this Boba went for the rugby tackle oh what an idiot Boba went for a rugby tackle I don't know if that was like a nod to you know the New Zealand the heritage uh, yeah maybe I, I hope so but in this instance probably not wise to rugby tackle a Wookiee <laughs> well yeah it didn't work did it um, no. right yeah though. and then 
it was it, yeah it was like you wanted to wrestle him to death so <laughs> you know and i'm here for that i'm here for that and i mean this dude this wookie did take he, he took some falls down right oh, so man. he took a beating know. as well but he it was he a was cool like- scene it was a, it cool, was a scene. cool scene. No, it showed how powerful he is. It shows that look that you can have all of these this whole biker gang. You can have Boba Fett. To be fair, it was Boba Fett who just been pulled out of a backpod. He was never winning that fight. And the Gamorrean guards, and none of them, they're not taking him down. Um, he tries to eat one of the Gamorrean guards. He, he clotheslines them down the stairs. He's throwing everyone around. Um, he gets his um, electro knuckles and absolutely leathers Boba around the face of those and knocks him for six. And it's not until. Um, our queen Ming, uh, Fennec Shan comes in, like just get out of the way and pushes, sends him into the rancor pit. But even then, he won't go in. He's holding on to the side. Um, it, yeah, I, I don't think we've seen the last of Black K. I know we're getting onto that, but what we for what we saw of him, I was like, yeah, this guy means business. And I thought his scene, his action scene, I thought was a lot of fun. I would like. I don't think. Well, I don't think we're going to. But I would have loved to have seen, you know, f- a fully armored Boba Fett versus fully armored Black curse and yeah. and it's happening yeah. go at it but i liked yeah. this action scene for what it was yeah i i i think the same i think the same i was like oh do you know what that would have been sick to say and maybe we will get it maybe we will maybe get we it. will but, um yeah that that was really interesting and and i want to just well it, it, i suppose it 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 all does kind of unfold quickly doesn't it because then we're um introduced to the twins right mm-hmm. again after they've um, had their feast the, the their, oh that's right they have their feast and looks good what do they say they're um oh fennec describes it as like trimmings or something that's or, it yeah like it enjoyed the spoils or something like that i yeah, thought because of the way that. it's edited when black christentown went into the rancor pit and you just hear him you just hear him go growling and then it cuts to the dinner table and this big like cooked bit of meat i was like <laughs> have they eaten him i was genuinely oh thought my they, they eat barbecued black k and eating him i was like yeah, no but imagine that we're gonna didn't. barbecue him mate <laughs> put it put another wookie on the barbie yes um, put another wookie on the barbie big old barbie but no they didn't eat black curse town but yeah, the food looks no. good. Yeah, they just basically saying to him, "Look, rest, enjoy. You're you're the main man. Enjoy mm. this, you know." And then, yeah, the twins arrive. Yeah, I again. So the meal was sick, and I can't help but think, man, I is some of this stuff available at the ogre's cantina? Because I'm not. I've purposely not looked into we were talking about this the other day when we saw each other didn't yes. we like we're not looked into stuff at galaxy's edge that much because i want to just be in awe when i finally get to go there so i was like man it, you know some of these some of this food just looks crazy um yeah but then we get the t- we, we we finally see the twins again right and mm-hmm. they're like boba yes yeah, sorry we sent this wookie to kill you um <laughs> But but you know what? We've had a change of heart. Bad for war, bad for business. So we're out of here. And it's like, but you've just sent the Wookiee to kill him. Mm-hmm, yeah. And this is one of my, this is possibly one of my criticisms is, but you've just sent this Wookiee to kill Boba. So what? And now you're bailing and here's a <laughs> rancor. Sorry what? about that, mate. <laughs> yeah. Here's now, a rancor and, and the Wookiee. 
and this is the thing later on in the series it could this could actually make sense that this is a setup or that this was basically a failed attempt at something so this is like plan b and the twins because i can't imagine that's it i can't imagine the twins are like yeah we're going back to now hutter a more powerful syndicate it's like come on you're the huts yeah i i can't i can't help but feel like there's a conspiracy here so either that is kind of lame or it's part of like this bigger bigger story picture this bigger kind of i don't know account that's gonna happen hmm. well no we're I getting thought that was weird two, I, I was like well this is all a bit random in it and have a rancor what yeah just have this rancor which absolutely will play into the rest of the season um yeah i think i think we're getting a season two of this so hopefully i'll expand upon that and that's one of this is one of the things i mentioned about the pacing is that the episode didn't feel like a 33 minute episode but at times things just happened uh, again i call it uh, sorry i'm so sorry everyone but i call it trussitis things happen quickly oh. um but i also i also could say that about no way home which i did say in my review things just happen very quickly so we can get to where we need to be and this is one of them it's kind of like well we got black and Sant- Santon in the prison now five minutes later oh he's out again now the twins are here here's a rancor sorry for trying to kill him there's a more powerful syndicate we're off see you mate uh, we do know from the um, War of the Bounty Hunters, sorry, from the comics, sorry, that Darth Vader pretty much killed every single hut on the council, and these two are pretty much all that's left. But So, mm. okay, maybe they are. Maybe they aren't as pow- powerful as they once were, but um, it was very kind of abrupt how they did it, and here's a rancor uh, to go into the menagerie. Again, it was fine. It was just very quick. But the question, the, the big question I got out of this was, they said, well, actually, there's, there was something, else, something awesome that happened, actually, but just before that, but they uh, they said, you know, our tribute to to you is the Wookiee, is Black Chris Anton. Boba lets him go. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but does that now mean that Black Kirstentan is in Boba's debts, like the whole life debt? You know, he he he, imp- he saved him from imprisonment or whatever the huts were going to do to him, and he let him go. Does that mean he kind of now has a lot, some sort of debt to Boba, which must be repaid uh, based on the Wookiee Code of Honor, which would then mean he's going to come back and help out at some point? Because I can't Possibly. imagine that's the end of it. Possibly, but but also bear in mind that Black um, Kersantan was like expelled from Kashyyyk and like the Wookiee order, so he probably don't care about. He no don't care, life. but he's a naughty you, boy. You know, yeah, he don't care about no code of conduct. But I, I'm I'm sure we'll see him again, and I'm sure we'll see the Hut Twins again. I think there's just a few things that maybe we'll have to just sit with and go. Let's yep. see how this pans out. Let's see how this ends it's up a marathon the, not a sprint. yeah 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 because there there are a few things in this episode be like hang on what like in my head i'm like well maybe they're giving him the rancor and maybe it's like troy right so they're giving mm-hmm. him the rancor but secretly the, there was something there was a cool like exchange actually between boba the rancor keeper and the rancor and they mentioned about how the first human that uh, the Rancor sees it, it has like an affinity to, it has like a loyalty to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, but what if, I don't know, the Rancor has been programmed that like, I don't know, someone like one of the huts like blows a whistle or something and the Rancor goes Uh mental and turns on its master. You know, you could see maybe something like that happening. It's not out of the realm of possibility, mate. That's right. That's a good shout. this does seem awfully left field, but maybe it's meant to, right? Maybe it's meant to. I don't uh, know. Yeah, it, it, it also falls into the into the rumours and speculation that uh, I think Star Wars Newsnet dropped a couple of months ago 
yeah. um, about rankles. Potential which... spoilers, by the way. Spoilers for um, yeah. I mean, I was rumors. Sure I mean, it's I wasn't mild. sure I was going to mention it or not, just in case people hadn't. So I'm not going to mention oh. what the rumors say because it may actually oh, okay. end up spawning it. Because, but there was some. But also, just to be aware as well that if, if there may be news article outlets now who are going to re-pick up, redistribute that story. So beware. But um, got a, I've got the best part of this part: the interaction between the Hearts Boba and getting the rancor down into the pit. Danny Trejo is the uh, Rancor mm. trainer. Danny Trejo, Bobby Rod's cousin, but, uh, Robert Rodriguez's like, cousin of sorts. Danny Trejo, legendary screen actor, Danny Trejo, Dust Till Dawn, Conair, De- Desperado. You know, this, this, I, I was like, is that Danny Trejo? Is Tim, my boy's in it. Um, so that was cool. Danny Trejo, for film fans out there, um, he, he's got a recognizable enough face, but Danny Trejo yeah. pops up in most things and he is infinitely cool. He plays the bad guy so well, but apparently he's one of the nicest guys out there. But yeah, Danny Trejo, um, Bobby Rod's cousin, I think, or well, he's certainly related in some way. We're going to be seeing him. I don't think we'd ever see Danny Trejo in Star Wars, but yeah, he's the uh, Rancor trainer. He's the new uh, Malikali, uh, the Rancor trainer. But yeah, the Rancor's depressed, mate. He's a bit upset. He's a bit sad. And um Danny Trejo's character says, you know, the witches of Dathomir used to ride used to ride these rancors mm-hmm. through forest and fen. Mm-hmm. I thought, hmm, I bet they did. I wonder that's gonna play in. Uh, but Boba wants to learn to ride the rancor, uh, Luke Bly. So uh, and that's when they when they say, yeah, when he opens his eyes, whoever he sees first is imprinted as and that's where he has that bond with um and he says, you know, feed him a full Ronto, which is a uh, Ronto yeah. rap, which is a Star Wars cuisine. Yeah. So but no, I think, again, I, this is another scene. I, actually, I'll mention that, but I liked this scene. I like it when Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett slows down and we get these scenes. Did I? Do I need to know how a Rancor works or how it builds up a bond with its master? No, probably didn't think about it beforehand. But now I've seen it, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Now I understand why Malikali, the Rancor trainer in Return of the Jedi, is crying his eyes out when Patissa is killed by that rogue Luke Skywalker in that's Return it. of the Jedi. It's you know, Classic. I know it imprints on him and they were like Papa and son or whatever. And it's, you know, a little moments like that. But we love a Patisa. We love Patisa. We love Patisa. Come on. Patisa love everyone. That's I love the um, Boba said, oh, I've ridden like bigger creatures before. It says something like yeah. that. And yeah, I'll yeah. be honest. Do you know what I thought of? Because mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, did we see anything like in Clone Wars? And I thought, like, maybe we did. But, and what I actually thought of was the holiday special is Boba <laughs> is riding the mythosaur, isn't he? Or he's yes, riding he kind of, uh, yeah, which isn't, I, I swear is smaller than a, than a rancor, but oh, maybe not. I don't know. But I, that's what I thought of is that scene where Boba turns up with his rifle. And I was like, yeah, that makes, that's, that's maybe a nod to that. I, unless I'm missing something from Clone Wars, maybe. But I was, yeah, I thought that was a nice little uh, cheeky, cheeky wink but yeah it could even be that our other boy the rank the new rancor keeper is like maybe maybe he's working for the huts and like maybe the rancor is like drugged up right now or something and <laughs> when he comes when he wakes up and boba's like riding him the dude's like right now turn on boba and he's gonna like try and kill like eat boba or something maybe we're getting into crazy theory territory you could now. do I me mean, boba wants to ride the rancor if he takes him out for a walk is he gonna then like say a turn and start destroying tatooine uh is could be quite a fun action sequence but uh, as yeah. for that kind of nice touching moment i was like yeah i'm i'm here for all this kind of you know law mythology and 
more tender moments in a series about a cold-hearted bounty hunter. So I'm I'm loving all this, mate. And yeah, um, but yeah. he's interrupted by Matt Berry's character uh, droid. He says, you know, the mayor is uh, unavailable for no. Sorry. He, 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 the mayor is unavailable for 20 days, so you can't see him. And Boba's like, huh, we'll see about that. So they go to see the mayor, but they are flanked mm. now by the Space Vespa gang. And uh, we know we're going to get into the front desk. We're going to see the major domo and that poor admin, poor receptionist, a poor admin worker. You know, he's just here to pick up a paycheck. He's not here to deal with crime laws and bounty hunters. He's and, not um, here for it. He don't care. No. The major I liked like, again that I liked that Boba and Fennec just bowled it into the to the mayor's room again. No, mate. Well, the, the, the major domo is like, oh, we can't do, we can't change the schedule, and she's like, are you sure? Basically, are you sure about that? Shows him, and she shows him that she's packing heat. Shows him her handgun, and he's like, um, I think we can maybe move some that aren't quite as time sensitive. He yeah, he hightails it, locks the door. Did he just lock the door? And she uh, hot wires that door, gets in there, and yeah, he's gone. He's gone. They don't bang. care. They're just going to go out, in. Mate. And, and, and it's empty. The, uh, room's empty. Mayor's not there. Room's empty. Was the mayor ever there? Was the mayor wasn't there anyway. I don't think. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, the mayor got out really quickly because we don't see him in the subsequent chase. But um, I don't think he was there at all. But the major domo is just like, I'm not having any part of this. I'm getting mm. out. I'm locking the door, and I'm getting in my um, in my sand cruiser, and I'm getting out of it. Uh, you know, and then we get the and then we get the chase. Uh, the major domo runs out the back door, and right. Boba says, "Get him!" Basically, and right. Now we get the chase, mate. Right. Um, which is kind of the, uh, I suppose you've got the Black Crescenton set pieces, the first big set piece. And I guess this would be the second big set piece of the episode. So, mate, the Space mm. Vespa chase, what are you thinking? I, I, there's so much to love in this chase. And there's so many, like, wicked little details and aliens and designs. Well, firstly, I want to start with the Vespers, with the Space Vespers. With all the colours and whatnot. Yeah. Do, you, do you like the design? Do you like the look of the <sighs> Space Vespers? I'm on the fence because they look mm. far too shiny for Tatooine. But we said that about the prequels where everything's so shiny. So it's no different than a, uh, a Nubian landing in Mos Eisley Spaceport, Mos Espa. Mos Espa. Um, but then a Nubian is Nubian. the Nubian was from Naboo, Off right? World, so unless or they just Coruscant. really like what what I do know about biker gangs or even like the mods of old, they keep their they keep their gear up to date. It's all about looking sharp and Clean. It's same yeah, with the Vespers. They're going to keep them. But that like in out in real world stuff aside, it took me again. I wasn't entirely sold. I think they look awesome. I think it's great the idea of having biker gangs on bikes, but. I think they took the real world aspect a little bit too far. One of the things that the mods are known for is having an extensive array of uh, rear view mirrors and things like that. And it, it, for me, it looked very quadrophenia and that's why I couldn't quite get my head around. Right. Right. I, I even think the colors could have just been muted slightly. Yes. I like think you that could have helped. it, have it clean, but not necessarily like spice girls 90s colors like maybe just mute it slightly because even the mod colors like even the vespa colors they're not those colors like they're different do you know what i mean like they're no right so you've got like maybe just like like the mini coopers in in the 60s as well like just do it just do it like maybe white like a dark navy dark red bang do you know what i mean they can be classic dark green as well yeah yeah, they can, yeah, and the dark green. Like he, you can you can do it green or, or uh, clean, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can and do like it green. Polished. Fine. 
Yeah, you can do it like <laughs> polished and that, but I think I would have just like muted the colors slightly a wee bit. Yeah. Um, but okay, so that bothered me. But I think I, I, I like, I do like the design. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just, okay. yeah, just that it was the color. It was the color. Now, I love the car. I love the concept of this. But Matty boy, there were moments where I was like, this looks sick. And then there was mm-hmm. moments where I was like, this is going slow, isn't it? Literally. Yes. Like the speed. Yes. I was like, what are we doing? Like 15 miles an hour here. It was a <laughs> lackluster chase, wasn't it, in terms of speed? But I it mean, felt I guess like that, especially when you look at Solo, like the car chase in Solo. Yep. I mean, the speed of chase. Real world Vespers aren't the fastest anyway. So if they've taken that inspiration. But then, but then the cruiser land speeder wasn't exactly fast either. Um, yeah, no. I was, I was, uh, uh, I wouldn't say underwhelmed by the chase because I think that's too negative. But I wasn't excited by it. And like you, know, I, it, I was watching, thinking this is a very kind of ponderous chase. It's, not, it's less a chase more than a kind of meander to get the guy, which they're obviously going to get him. And I think yeah, it was nice to see that the gang had these cool tools. You know, they've got um, to be able to take down the major domo's speeder. They've got. Um, all these implements and gadgets which they can just use and I thought that was pretty cool. We got to see more of what they can do. We got to see um Scad and Drash uh leading the way. Uh it it was fine. It was it was decent. There's nothing wrong with the chase like I you just I think, think the it could have been were, sped up. I, I think could the have been editing, sped up. just the Unless- whole just literally, just fix the speed, and I think I'm here for it. Unless, that, even- unless it was a purposeful thing, because most chases are, you know, you think of a car chase, a speeder chase, but it's fast. Unless it was a, a deliberate um, choice to say, right, let's slow this one down. You know, why does everything need to be fast? And this is me trying to look on the looking through the glass here, but it may just be that it was just a bit of a naff chase. But um, maybe. Maybe Bobby Rob was like, let's just slow it down a bit. But I think because of that, it wasn't an exciting chase. I didn't really care. I was like, the stakes, I was like, mm, it's for the stakes. It was fine. Oh. They were going to get him. And- yeah, there was just something about yeah. it. Just didn't, it just didn't, it just didn't, it just didn't resonate with me. There was just something about it. It was like, nah, this, this doesn't quite work. This wasn't very exciting. No. And maybe you could have even switched up a little bit because – Boba, right, was uh, he jetpacked down yeah, to did. our boy, right? The um, the flipping what's it Major called? Major Domo, Major Domo, yeah, Twi'lek, idiot, moron, thick. David Pasquazi, that's the one. We'll call him that, yeah, yeah, da- David. Um, <laughs> like jetpack, like it would have been cool maybe to have some shots of the chase from above. Good like show. while Boba's trying to like track the the race or something. Yeah, sorry, I, I cut out because of the motorbike noise <laughs> coming. And we're I talking was, about speeder chasing, and we've got a motorbike going in the background. Yeah, uh, no, but I don't know. There was there was just something lacking. I think there, I, I, there were, again, there was a lot to there was a lot of like awesome stuff to take from this. Like there was the painting that came out of Jabba. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get smashed and, up. And Boba is actually in the painting. I didn't notice that. Yes. Never Boba noticed Fett, that. Boba Fett is actually in the painting. I saw Salacious um, Crumb was in the painting. Yeah, it, it's the whole gang. Bib's in it, Boba's Bib. in it, Jabba, you know, it's the whole <laughs> man down. The gang and the, the two Bith being um, 
being pulled along by the droid who get um, thrown around in circles. That was yeah. fun. Again, it, it was it was kind of like those kind of fun moments, mate. You know, the sort of almost slapsticky fun moments. So, like, this is fun. Like, ah, you got the because that, that's the classic of a car, the classic car chase moment or bike chase is when you're going through the street. Somebody walks out of an alleyway, usually holding like a pane of glass or, or something, or a pane something valuable. And in this case, it was the painting. So. That was like a cheeky wink and a nod to the movie cliches. Um, yeah. And it, again, it was fun. I just found the lack of intensity to be disturbing. I just, it wasn't a bad chase. It was disturbing. fine. <laughs> I, I find a lack of intensity disturbing. It wasn't a bad chase. It just wasn't, I just find it find exciting. And as a kind of uh, way to end the episode, I don't think it was the most exhilarating way to win. Of course, we did have an extra, another scene afterwards, but I just thought it was, we mentioned pacing. It was just kind of, it's funny, isn't it? Quite, it was a slow chase, but it seems to be over quite quickly still. Natty boy, I'm going to say something, man. Oh, no. Oh, this no. is Robert Rodriguez, isn't it, again? Bobby Rod. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know if this is our guy. He did. I don't know if this one, is our he? guy. I just, yeah, he did. And there were things in that, directorial things in that, that I was like, oh, do you know what? And I said that about the um, the tragedy in mando mm-hmm. i really Please. like that I, I really like that episode but but the, the directing in it sometimes does feel off and i felt that in the first chapter of boba fett i mentioned that right and i'm mm-hmm. gonna say it again here it's like the um well i'm gonna say it mate boy it is like the execution <laughs> thank you thank you um oh. It is a bit like the execution just isn't always there in some of the choices, some of the scenes, some of the shots, some of the framing. Is it just me? Um, I'm, I don't want to be overly harsh, right? Because no, no, I know no, this mate, is. You, I know this is a opinion, dude. Who, this I know he's accomplished, but I do know. Well, I'm 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 reading anyway from other people, right? Because I'm not the film guy here. I'm not the film buff. I'm not the TV buff. I'm I'm just Star you Wars, right? And and I like yeah, buff. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've seen some people say, yeah, this is typical, like Robert Rodriguez. This is mm-hmm. just he he is a bit of a indie, indie director style, yep. right? And That's how he started. His Air Mariachi was made for about eight thousand dollars. His first film, literally eight thousand dollars, and it ended up grossing a lot of money. And that's where he's kind of made his name based on this very small independent film. And he's kind of kept that uh, feel throughout. He's, he's kind of stayed true to his roots. Mm. Mm. And I think I get that vibe a little bit, mate. Mate, that is you are entitled to your opinion. Doesn't make it wrong whatsoever. I hadn't really noticed it. I just noticed that in terms of the correlation between the episodes and and Bobby Rodriguez's direction. But um, I didn't mind the episode up until I mean I liked most of it. But the chase, I don't think, was well executed. It's, it's hard to do a good chase. There's not many. It wasn't what? Oh, it wasn't well <laughs> executed. Yeah, 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 that's more um, like it. There's only a few chase scenes in history which I think are really good. Obviously, the French Connection being the best one for me, the obvious one as well. But it's you know it's hard to get a chase scene right. And in this, I think you, I think what you said was right. Actually, I think we needed a different angle, perspective, or or, or something just so we could gauge the uh, proximity, momentum, location, the escape, speed. the momentum. Where mm, are they? Mm. You know, let's have a look at where we are. Let's get our bearings as well. I think that uh, an overhead shot. Either, whether it's from Bobra or just a 
just an overhead shot would have been much better, I think. But hey, it is what it is. It's a it's a chase which wasn't the best way to end the episode. Uh, the ma- the major domo, you know, I don't blame him for giving up the information quickly because he is just a he's an admin dude in the end. Yeah, he's of the day. a wimp. He's, he's a like, wimp, yeah, yeah. The, the mayor is working with the Pikes, and then we get this big old Starliner arrives, and the Pikes arrive in force, uh, which I thought was fine. Um, and then Boba tells uh, <laughs> tells uh, what's the guy's name again? Scad. Do the Pikes not have their own ships. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. It's like the equivalent of, is it? I, I mean, maybe not. Driving well, on an easy jet flight. Yeah, well, I suppose that might make sense because they're a crime syndicate, not necessarily a militant Maybe they wanted to group. get through unannounced or something like that. Or like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they didn't want anyone yeah, to see. Okay. But, but Leboba yeah, tells Scad, he's only got one eye. He's like, keep, keep an eye on them. And he's like, oh, sorry, that's just a saying. I was like, that's good humour. I like that. But oh, yeah, and we, po- got, we got another mate, by the way, from our London boy. Yes, yes, he did. did you he, yes. that? So that's yes. like now the second mate that we've got. This, is, this show is elevated because of and that. It's from um, a Brit this time. So I was like, oh, yeah. Brit. So, I think if you don't like the Pikes, you might be in a bit of trouble going forward because it looks like it looks like they're going to be the main syndicate in this. There was one moment, though, I've got to say quickly. They they actually, uh, upon rewatching it, they did show this lady beforehand. But there was a, we, we, we see a shot in Scad's rear view a wing mirror, sorry, of a lady in a red robe, red and black robe with that very distinct hair. And I was like, oh my God, it's Kira. I was generally for that minute, I was like, my, it's her. And then it wasn't, clearly wasn't. Uh, for me, I was mm. like, uh, was that meant to be like a funny little tease? Not that she's going to be there, but was it meant to be there to get people like me excited? But I rewatched it, the scene. I, I was like, oh, she's already, she's, she was there all along. She was walking in front of the camera and everything. But Maybe so it is all me. crimson. Maybe it is all crimson dawn. Like uh, it, it makes like, sense with the war with the bounty hunters, Crimson. They're really pushing Crimson Dawn at the minute. Well, if you guys have read Crimson Rain, which I have, it's kind of similar. And and the plot for that is basically Crimson Dawn almost pinning all of these syndicate and crime gangs and groups against each other. Mm-hmm. And it's you know this could be a bit like that. Maybe it is all rubbish. Maybe this is all misinformation be. that's being fed by Crimson Dawn, who's maybe getting paid by the Empire to to weaken certain parts of the Outer Rim or something like that to bring order to the galaxy. Mm, maybe order. Um, yeah, it ends. Yeah. It ends with you know the Pikes are going to war. Boba says, "Then we will be ready." So that right, that is what I mentioned earlier on about is next week we're going to be hurtled into it. The the last line of the episode is Boba Fett saying, then we will be ready. We're so we're mm. going to war. Now, are we are the, are the final four episodes, uh, five episodes going to be, um, going to action heavy or are they going to be more? About- How many episodes are there? Well, this is episode three. So there's seven. So there's four, five, six, yeah, four episodes. So we're four essentially left, yeah. halfway through almost the season, pretty much kind of, um, from a certain point of view. So what are we <laughs> going to get going forward? So there's going to be a war. The Pikes have come to play. Black Kersantan's out there running about somewhere. The the, the Huts have apparently, uh, they're going to uh, go off world. Boba's inherited a Rancor. Now he's also got a Space Vespa gang backing him up alongside the Gamorians, the one who almost got eaten. He was put in the Bactopod. So he's going to be all right for everyone out there who's also thirsting for Gamorian guards. But um, yeah, there was... 
it was one of those ones where there's little like they, 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 they have further to show like we just said we, they're going to war the huts are going everything I've yeah. just said that's how they're furthering the show now they've introduced these but at the it, same it, time I didn't feel that at the time I didn't like I said yeah. didn't love yeah. it I liked it but I think I think it's it's little things to me had the bike to the speed of chase had that been a bit more exhilarating then it may have kind of added an extra point Tied, or two onto it may, my it may, score. Yeah, yeah. It may, it may have like tied up the show, the episode just a wee bit better. And we would have I gone, so. oh, there we go. That's a, you know, that's a nice gift. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? It's a nice wrapped up and yeah, all oh, so. nice tribute. And, and we would have gone, oh, Polynesian spa. You know, like getting the Polynesian spa, the Twilight healing baths. Healing baths. <laughs> I, do you know what though? There is something about this episode that just is like, oh, um, you know, yeah, it's good, but it's not quite Carlin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good, but it's not quite right. To quote a beer advert over yeah, here in the UK. Classic so, a very average beer, actually. Uh, yeah, not a very favorite. average beer, my man. Not my um, favourite. What I, on my notes that I mentioned up top, there's a few things I think the fans won't like, and I can't wait to check it out. Here we go. The fans will not like the Vespers. The fans will not like the Speeder Gang. The fans will not like Sophie Thatcher's character. The fans won't like that Boba Fett was saved from Black Kersantan by this gang that I've already assumed they won't like. They won't like the fact that Black Kersantan was just set free and that was seemingly it, I think. Um, that there, and I don't think they like the speed of strength. I think there's a lot that, I don't mean, when I say fans, I don't mean every, everybody. I just think that people who aren't necessarily on board with this show or are on the fence or there are those who just want to kick it for no reason. I and think also, it, we'll zero in on those. If I'm being really nitpicky, and I think this will depend on who we're talking to and who we're who we're asking, um, but you know, Black Kersantan and Boba have worked together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they've worked together on a mission, and it you know you don't really get that impression from this episode. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, when he says take it from a bounty hunter, don't work yeah, for scuttles. That's exactly what I was referring to. Is that it's like, hang on, you guys know each other. Do you know what I mean? You know, you've done a job together. So unless this again, it's, it's, you know, it's, we, we've mentioned this before on the show, but you could, you could do head cannon around that. Maybe he was kind of like wink, sure, maybe behind sure. the helmet. He was smir- smirking when he said, take it from an ex bounty hunter geezer. Don't work. Don't work for the goals. Work, work for the best. Now come work for me. But, um, I don't mm, know. So I yeah, think there's a, there's a lot that I think people won't like or won't gravitate to. Um, and it's not maybe what they want from this series. I, all of the things I mentioned, I was fine with. I didn't mind the Vespers like you. Wish they weren't as shiny. I think Sophie Thatcher's great. What a queen. I liked her character. I like, um, right. Jordan Bolger's character as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. She was all right. Well, we oh, saw sorry. of her. I wondered what you said. Um, oh, I thought, I thought you said, thought I, I bet she's good that. in a fight. I was like, well, she might be. <laughs> Maybe she is. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought she was all right. Like, what we saw of her, she was all right. Like, That's we didn't I mean. really, I thought she was fine. You know, I was yeah. the same as um, Jordan Bolger's character. Mm-hmm. I thought he was, uh, uh, I thought he was fine. Scad, the gang was fine. I didn't mind that Boba Fett was saved by the gang. Somebody had to do it uh, because he was about to get his spine crushed. Um, yeah, so, and I think Black Kersantin will play into it somehow going forward. I think we, I think we, I don't think we've seen the last of um, Black K going forward. But I think there's a lot that people will nitpick about Black this, K. That's what that's what they call him online because they can't say his surname. Um, right in the comics, his other name is Santi as well. So Sant Black Kersantin. Oh, so old Santi boy. Stupid. So um, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I, I'm interested to see what the wider 
audience thinks about this. I reckon the word filler is going to be thrown around a lot. I don't think it was a filler because I think it set an awful lot up. It's just did it in ways which it might, wasn't it maybe might quite feel, as obvious. It, exactly, exactly. So do you remember we kind of had maybe not these exact feelings, but we when, when we watched Fish Lady episode, chapter two of season Spiders, two of Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes, the spider episode. I love you know, that episode. We, <laughs> that was, yeah, we really like, and that's and that's grown on me since as well, yes. you know? And now we're like, right, you see it with the bigger picture of the season. And I think with with this episode, hopefully it'll be like that because yeah. you were rewatching uh, season two or the whole of Mandalorian recently, weren't you? And oh, you were like, bro. that that episode was really good. You kind of like, you stick it on. It's not one of the longest. You blast through it and you're like, oh, mate, had real good fun with that. Right mm-hmm. on to the next one. And it connects so wonderfully it, to the next one. It could, it could just be like that with this episode, you know? So with time, things can mature. And, and sometimes a lot of that is in our own head. You know, so and I'm I'm including myself in that. Like a lot of this might make a lot more sense, but I still think there are a few bits that are a bit ropey where I think they could have done th- uh, things a wee bit different. But I, I, I'm I'm mostly happy. But also, there is part of me that just feels this week, Matty boy, slightly underwhelmed, and that's me oh. just being completely honest. Uh, I'll, I'll allow it, my friend. I will allow that. Yeah, no, I think I, I don't think we're going to be the only ones there in that. Again, liked it, didn't love it. Sets up a lot things that could have been done better. I think the pacing was slightly uh, skewed uh, towards the end. I think they just rushed to get where they needed to be, including a very slow speeder chase, which worked that one out. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to get better episodes this season. I'm looking forward to how all of this pays off, like the rancor. The pikes, you know what's happening there. They're coming to war. What just just the twelve that got off the the um, the starliner because Boba can he'll wipe those out. Fennec will wipe those out. We'll get Black K on. He'll wipe those out as well. So who who else is going to be turning up? So yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for what's to come. But um, yeah, this episode was it was fine, mate. It was fine. So it was- what would you what we're going to give every episode? If, if this is your first listen, we always rank rate. Sorry, every episode out of ten so mm-hmm. far. Um, in Luke Bly gave episode one seven point five, and he gave chapter two mm-hmm. eight. I gave chapter one eight point three, chapter two eight point five. Lukey boy, what are you thinking then, mate, for chapter three? Ah, oh, I feel like this is the one I'm going to struggle with the most because there's still so much to love in this episode, but it just it lacks once again in third episode. I feel like it should have been played a wee bit different by now maybe i'm being impatient these scores could change in the future um <laughs> like with anything <laughs> well your feelings change with stuff no, as of time course, goes on, don't they? Uh, right now i think i'm going to give it a 6.9 oh a 6.9 out of 10 mate well, spoiler alert that's exactly what i've given it as well no i've got it in front of me 6.9 because I can't get. I, I couldn't. I seven felt too high based on everything we just said. Yeah, I Anything agree. Below six point nine feels too low. But yeah. a six point, a, a very solid six point nine out of ten. Man, we've both given it the same thing, which that's is still really like. I don't think that's like the worst score in the world. By the way, no, it's guys. not. So, you know, once again, when you look at the grand scheme of things, 
people tend to always put like, oh, if it's not a 10, then it's it's the worst thing in the world, or it's a one out of 10 because I didn't like one thing in it. You know, yeah. that's not what life is. This Leave is still room positive. For improvement in the next episode. Yeah, uh, and I think I think there is room for improvement, big time. Yeah, there always is anyway. Uh, just to be a geek, your average score for the three episodes is 7.46. My average score is 7.9. So we're both in the mid to high sevens for the Book of Boba Fett. Three okay. chapters in. But we want to know yep. what you guys thought of chapter three from the book of Boba Fett, the streets of Moss Esper. Did, did this underwhelm you? Was this your favorite? Did you hate it? Did you love it? We'd love to know what you thought about it. And also, yeah, are we missing something? Maybe we're missing something too, right? So let's know. Because we've not, we've yeah, not, we've there, not seen well. the, We've not seen the reactions from other people. We've not seen what, you know, maybe we, we are completely being wait. blind or, or dumb on something. Yeah. This is <laughs> yeah. going to, this is going to spark a lot of discourse. I think yeah. I'm going to kind of look from bet- behind my hands. Oh, I don't really, really want to see, but I'm going to go dive in later on. Once I finish work, I'm going to check out the reactions fully um, and remind myself why I really don't like YouTube thumbnails as well. But, um, <laughs> some of those pictures, bro, but uh, we'd love to know what you think about this episode. So you can tell us everything you want to tell us. Luke Bly, where can the world find Star Wars Sessions to tell us? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Star Wars Sessions. We're going to be there. Do you fancy dropping us a voice note or a message? We love voice notes. We love messages. Send them to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk uk two other things guys we have a great patreon we have a wicked deals on there for two dollars a month you spend more money on a cup of coffee two dollars a month you get loads of content bonus shows commentaries watch alongs a lot patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions and we also have a free discord server free discord server it's like a massive group chat it's sick we love it we chat about book of boba fett on there every week or well at this rate every day pretty much so if you want to if you want to join that message us on socials or email us and we'll send you the link yes it is fabulous so do let us know but in the meantime you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, audible amazon Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy that you can find a podcast you will find us there and as mentioned up top if you love our show please consider leaving us a five-star review on your podcast provider of choice which now does include spotify as a reminder five stars helps the show grow it introduces new listeners and it's another way to hear from each and every one of you each week yes and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cat tell anyone who decides to ride a rancor (laughs) tell your ewok tell your cousin the more the merrier the castle spicier don't tell the pike syndicate you know a lot tell that hunky wookie i like that wookie that this is the podcast you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always luke luke a polynesian spa new zealand (laughs) we love it